Rob and Kale Podcast. Rob Sanders. Clemson is going to kick the shit out of the South Carolina Gamecocks probably for the next 10 years every time they run across each other. Kale Carolina Jackpot Hall. The South Carolina Gamecocks are weaker than a plate full of piss. The Rob and Kale Podcast. And welcome in to the Rob and Kale Show. I'm Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining us this evening. My podcast partner is in the upstate. He is the best damn Gamecock YouTuber on the planet. He's Mr. Carolina Jackpot, Kale Hall. What's up, guys? Happy happy hump day to you. Hope you uh, hope you're having a good one. We're able to get your freak on. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, uh, speaking of getting your freak on, uh, shout out to Brandon Coon, longtime listener, longtime uh, Facebook buddy, and big old Gamecock. His birthday today is 38 years young. Happy birthday, Mr. Coon. Very good. Good old Coon's birthday. All right. Um, we're going to talk some uh, some scheduling stuff today. We're also going to talk about something North Carolina has that South Carolina doesn't. We'll get into that later. I haven't even told Jackpot about uh, it's that. It's an African-American studies program. Uh, no, sir. We're talking about the state of North Carolina. Hmm. We'll get into that momentarily. A lot of um, things. <laughs> yeah. Not all of them necessarily good. Yeah. Spend a lot well, of time in both. There you go. Uh, anyway, we'll uh, we'll talk some SEC scheduling stuff in a moment. The commissioner said something on the Paul Feinbaum show today. It was kind of interesting, but we'll get into that. But first. Thank our sponsors, Callaway's Bar and Grill out in West Columbia. Highway 1, diagonal from the Walmart. Go by and check them out, callawaysbarandgrill.com. We also have uh, DNC Trucking and Transport Fireside Chats with Uncle Jackpot. Jackpot, read away, sir. All right, let's see what kind of BS we got today. Um, all right, sucks to be Gamecock. Eight-game schedule, nine-game schedule. Does not matter. We will still go seven and five. It sucks to be a Gamecock. Go Tigers. That message courtesy of Dennis Wilson, DNC Trucking and Transport. Uh, appreciate uh, Dennis for taking care of the show. We've got to uh, get into the. You thought that was funny. I thought that was absolutely hilarious. You're a habitually uh, bad program. <laughs> it's kind of less than. Build statues down there at seven and five. Make Whatever. Christmas ornaments when you win against. <laughs> Be what you are. What's that now? Christmas, you ornament. Christmas ornaments. Yeah, you make Christmas ornaments when you beat Clemson because it's like Haley's Comet. So be who you are. It's cool. So we only make Christmas ornaments <laughs> every eight years? Okay. Where you put score? Yeah. Generally, you can hide everything else after that. So Ziggy's, Ziggy's going to sing tonight, right? Shut What's up, with up. Stop it. Ziggy's Ziggy's on point tonight, man. Is he all right? There's a cat that's been hanging out around here. It's a kitten, and we've been feeding it, and it's been here for like two weeks. And I mean, he just goes ape shit over it every time he sees the thing. I don't, I, yeah, come on, stop. Uh, Travis says, "Oh, we don't care, we don't care," but apparently Ziggy oh, does. Oh, we don't care, we don't care. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so Feinbaum was talking to him about the whole 
they were debating about the eight-game format or the nine-game setup when Oklahoma and Texas joined the league next year. And uh, here is what uh, Sankey said, quote, I think we ended that football season with a 65-7 to win in the national championship game when he was talking about the SEC in terms of strength of schedule. He says, if the indictment somehow is that we don't play the highest level of football, then somebody's actually not watching football games. We're at eight, but we have a requirement to play an additional game against a non-conference opponent from one of our colleague conferences or major independent. Major independent numbers are changing as of right now. What do you think of that there statement there, Jackpot? I would definitely say he definitely made a statement. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, other than that, um, it was full of facts. Well, if you look into it, he put he here's what he did. He put his conference over as, oh, my God, we have to appease the the Alabamas, the Tennessee folks of the world that we play in the best conference ever. But then he throws in at the end. Uh, in reality, that kind of doesn't matter because you have to play that extra game against one of the teams from, quote, uh, a non-conference opponent from one of our colleague conferences. So he basically put that over at the end. But in the end, what he's not telling you and what everybody seems to have missed here as everybody had their SEC circle jerk is he doesn't get to make that decision. TV does. So ESPN will tell you whether or not you have your eight or nine game conference schedule. And he's not as powerful as somebody thinks that he is. So there's that with everybody, you know, I'm laughing at this because in the end it comes down to what ESPN decides they want to do. And it has absolutely nothing really to do with Greg Sankey. It's nice of him to put this out there. though, like, he is the God of everything. When in reality, it comes back down to the TV money. Yep, it's all about that TV deal. It's all about the, it's all about cash and what it's cash and creative. <laughs> right? uh, you you know you are right. Uh, it's it's just funny though because you have this whole setup where everybody talks about these things, and in the end, they're making mountains out of molehills. They really are, because. ESPN's oh, going to determine when all that comes about because they've got the TV contract. That won't be the first time that's ever happened. Yeah. All right. So I put the link in there in the bio. Uh, I wanted to also, can I, can I do the North Carolina thing right now? Jackpot. Sure. We'll, uh, Go ahead. Out there. So North Carolina today, and I've got the story here. Their Senate approves sports betting bill on a second reading. So that means that eventually uh, Bill HB 347, a bill to legalize online and brick-and-mortar sports betting, passed by a vote of 38 to 11. Now, why is that important? Because they already have, like, Harris Cherokee Casino up there in, um, in Cherokee. Yeah. But – the entire state is going to be set up where it'll all end up being the blueprint of what New Jersey did, where everybody can, you know, go and bet at a gas station or whatever. I mean, they'll have the kiosk and they're going to make money hands over fist, et cetera. But here's the thing. South Carolina will be one of the absolute last states in the union to do this. 
And you want to know why? It's really simple. Our governor, Greg McMaster, Henry McMaster, whatever the hell his name is, old Foghorn Leghorn up there. And this is not a put, this is not a, a Democrat Republican thing. This is what happened. And these are facts put out by his own committee. Okay. We had the um we had this setup where we could have been one of the first to have sports betting in our state, which could fund all kinds of things from education to whatever. I don't know, fix the roads around the University of South Carolina where you've got potholes the size of planets. But anyway, here's the big thing. It's true. It's true. You go down to five points. Where's your right team bus? The oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, it's just hilarious because you have all you – have, I mock South Carolina, but it's a beautiful campus down there. But you've got holes in the damn road, and it shouldn't be that way, especially when you can throw a rock and hit the state house. But the whole thing is uh, McMaster, when it came time to, hey, get, let's get behind the sports betting bill, he got a big donation from the folks at Harris Cherokee Casino up there to kind of put that bill to bed. Why? Because they didn't want to have to compete. They want, yeah, they want, they want here. a damn monopoly on that shit. Exactly. They don't want to. Uh, they don't want to have any competition for that. So hey, we'll give McMaster. I think it was fifty thousand dollars or whatever the hell it was for his election campaign, and he agrees to put that bill to bed. So. And why? And then here's the best part. He comes out and says the people of South Carolina don't want gambling money in our state. But Ouch. you dumb cop sucker, you took that fucking money and put it in your election campaign. So Graham um, McMaster should set himself on fire because he is an absolute liar when it comes to this. You could talk about uh, some of the things he did that were great for the state, but in reality, we have missed the sports betting thing. And North Carolina is going to look at us and laugh at us for years to come because McMaster got paid off by Harris Cherokee Casino. Very well so, said. Get you a Democratic governor where homeless people run the streets. There is no affordable housing for working class people in astronomical taxes with no services. Try that. Brother, uh, this is sir, not we a, already this got is all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. This is not a Democrat or Republican thing. This is a McMaster thing. You okay. Know, uh, there were Democrats about- and Republicans that sponsored the bill. So let's not, it's not, it's not a, a blue or red thing. It's a McMaster's a cunt thing. For, for, first off, Perfect. let me, let me say that they opened up another casino uh, on I-85 just across, strategically just across uh, the South Carolina, North Carolina border in Kings Mountain. Um, it's huge. Yeah. Right on the interstate too. Um, yeah. Second of all, uh, speaking of homeless, so I was working up some chips, uh, I think it was last Friday morning, at a QT gas station, um, kind of on the ghetto side of Greenville, and uh, there, was a, there was a homeless guy in there, and I knew him to be homeless because I had seen, I had kind of worked on that side of town before, so I knew, I'd seen him around, I knew him to be homeless, but that's not neither here nor there. Uh, this is talking about freeloading. So he uh, comes up towards the front of the QT there and starts spouting off to the um, people uh, that, that work there. Hey, y'all ain't got no uh, paper towels in the men restroom. 
<laughs> well, and I, I looked in there, and they were empty. If you go in a QT, especially in the ghetto part of town, uh, all the paper towels are going to be empty. Both trash cans are going to be full, and there'll be water all over the place. Well, yeah, that was empty in there. And the thing about it was, I had seen him coming from the bathroom, which tells me that it was empty because his ass used them all up. He was bathing in the sink. Okay, so instead of, you know, just, well, the paper towels ran out. I've already took half of a bath. I'm just going to enjoy that and go on. you got to go make a scene and, you know, continue to freeload some more. That really pisses me off. And then, you know what else pisses me off? And I saw somebody QT doing this, too. And, and this is, I'll get off this rant, man. You know, they always have the, they have the taquitos and the egg rolls and the, the little uh, corn dogs and that stuff there on the roller, right? Well, mm-hmm. then they have, you know, like a condiment station over here like for the hot dogs and, and whatnot. Well, like I saw uh, this t- t- teenager, get, he gets two taquitos over here, right? Then he got to make a, a, a sauce cut with barbecue in it. Then he makes one with some honey mustard. Then we make one with some ranch. Then he makes one with some chipotle. No shit. Like four sauce cups. Dude bought two taquitos. I'm like, stop. I just want to yell, stop. Stop freeloading. Stop it. Stop. Because you ain't going to use all that on them two taquitos. You're wasteful. Um, you know, I never I never really looked at it from that perspective, but I think Jackpot's got a point. Don Staley has back hair. God damn it. Well, how do you know? Yeah, how do you know, sir? I mean, that's normal anyway. <clears throat> Does she have hair on her butt crack? Yeah. Yeah, have you been back there checking it out there, Peg and Megan? Let us know. They call that shade on the fence. Uh, anyway, um, but no, I, 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 it's it, it. That thing just bothers me because up until like I think it was eight years ago, there were two places that you could get a mini bottle in this country: an airplane and South Carolina. Why? Because the fucking state couldn't figure out how to tax mini bottles correctly. So in their mind, we'll they're taxed the regular bottles correctly. So they could put a tax stamp on each mini bottle, though, because they're too fucking stupid to do the math. So there's that. But it, it's just it bugs the shit out of me because there are great things about our state, but then you have this fuckery, which is exactly what it is. We could have been the fifth state in the country to have sports betting, which by the way, people are gonna bet anyway. People are going to bet anyway. Simple as that. So, like, yeah, it was weird, and I never really thought about it. When we went to the uh, Tennessee uh, versus South Carolina game, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Jackpot Jr. had gotten some kind of free play on DraftKings, I think. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can only – you can't do DraftKings, like, on your phone. You can't do it. Um, in a state that doesn't allow, that doesn't have legal gambling, right? Like so, blocks whatever, yeah. I can't remember where we're at. I can't remember. It, we were in Georgia. When we got in Georgia, he told me, just pull over. Because, like, when you're going up that way, like, through Chattanooga, like, the area, like, you're in Tennessee, then you go back into Georgia, 
for a little bit. And then you're back in Tennessee for the rest of the time. And he's like, stay in Georgia. Just pull over here because I want to make this bet. Because once you cross the line into Tennessee, you couldn't do it. Right. Well, and, and Tennessee will be ahead of South Carolina too. They'll they'll get that right up there because someone will shake them and be like, oh my God, this is more money. Well, and it'll yeah, take one of the things, South Carolina was, was one of the, South Carolina was before North Carolina or Tennessee uh, with lottery tickets. Right. Yeah, but and, and not, not, to get, not to get into the history of the state, but the lottery thing was was went through because there were a bunch of preachers that were upset about video poker. And they, they're like, look, we'll approve the lottery if you'll take the video poker machines out of the state, which cost the state millions and millions of dollars. But we got a lottery out of it. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Chris in Georgia says, I got it backwards. The sports betting is legal. And ten- okay, then that's that's what it was. I knew it was one or the other. Um, well, there you go. See, Tennessee's already ahead of you. Look at that. There you go. Tennessee wins. There you go. All right, TriStar joins the program. TriStar, Perfect what are you hauling? Perfect timing. Perfect timing. What are you hauling, TriStar? Uh, currently, I'm waiting to get loaded. What are you What are you picking up tonight? Jackpot, let's take a guess. I'm going to go with toilets. What do you think, Jackpot? Uh, I'm going to say chicken feed. Chicken ice feed. Cream. Oh. I- ice cream. Wait, wait. So how, how does that work? Is it already packaged up, or do you, you have like a well, tank? And they just no, shoot it no, in like I'll a, like a windy frosty trailer. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, it's yeah. on pallets. But yeah, okay. uh, you went from turkeys to ice cream. Well, I mean, I got the trailer washed out, so I mean, who, who does who does that washing out? Is that you or your company? No, I'm not uh, being a no, smart ass. No, I just don't know. No, the company pays for it, but I go to what. We call it the streak and bacon, but it's the blue bacon truck washes. Hmm. All right, so it's not just a tank that they put in there, like you know, and it shoots it out the top like a Wendy's frosty machine. It's actually all battened up in in packages and everything else. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But, all right. Uh, uh, sports betting is now legal in Kentucky, according to Big Barney Ross. Yeah, and, and by the way, it'll be legal everywhere before it is well, legal here. I mean, it had to be legal in Kentucky for, I mean, that would have been the first one for it to be legal in. No, the, um, Kentucky yeah, Derby and that's, that. That's, that's the thing is that they, they before they that, they exception put in. for like the Kentucky Derby, though. Just like they do for whatever the hell that, what is that race called in Camden, the Cup? They have the same thing in, 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 in South Carolina where you can bet on the horses down here. For like, I don't know, it's like an eight-hour window or whatever. So I don't know, but I mean, South Carolina, they the, 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 um, do they still have those blue laws? Like we're no, Sundays. Uh, they nah. I at they I think they got rid of some of them, but I mean, those are the laws that are are the ones where Jesus says you cannot buy condoms at nine o'clock on a Sunday morning. So let's all pray. Yeah, yeah, because I remember hearing about in South Carolina back in the day, like. They had blue light. Literally, you couldn't even open up a business on Sundays. No, yeah, no I remember. Can I can still remember. I can still remember, like, probably 20, maybe about 20 years ago, you'd go mm-hmm. to Walmart on Sunday morning, like the Supercenter, and the food area was open, but the hard goods and the, the clothes and all that was roped off. 
freaking insane. Insane. And well, somebody well, finally crossed the line and they went under that rope and, and bought themselves a girdle. And that's how those blue laws started crumbling. <laughs> it all started at Walmart. Well, it's just like uh, in uh, Moore County, Tennessee, where they make Jack Daniels. It's a dry county. Yes. They can okay. make it there, but they can't sell it there. <laughs> and the only reason that they're allowed to make it there because it's been there over, you know, almost 200 years. Yep. I mean, I, I don't I don't know where else to go with you on that. It's true. Anyways, anyways. Uh, so thoughts on the nine game schedule. I think that's what they absolutely should do because then you keep your rivalries. You keep, you know, Tennessee, Alabama, you keep Auburn, Georgia, uh, Texas will play Texas A&M because the way they're talking is going to be one permanent opponent and then seven rotates. But then you're going to lose your a lot of yearly rivalries, and I, I don't think the fans or the coaches want that. And they're saying it has something to do with the TV contract or something like Y'all can renegotiate that now. That, that's up in 2025 anyways. Right. Well, um, I mean, I'm all about the rivalries happening, but on the other hand, uh, and staying there, but on the other hand, uh, if you look at – what the SEC has done is that they put themselves into a position where they're going to make more money as a conference than anyone else. And that funnels down to the other schools. So when you have something like and a perfect example is the baseball stuff. Uh, Kentucky is hosting their third regional ever. Okay. When you look at Kentucky's what Kentucky did on the baseball field, you can make an argument that Campbell had a better season than they did, but Campbell yeah. doesn't have the money that Kentucky has, but Kentucky had to go out and basically put guys in dorms because they had a shit kicker contest or what the fuck ever going on up there. And they didn't have enough hotel rooms that they could get the limit that they were supposed to, according to the NCAA. But Kentucky had the money to put these guys up in a dorm or whatever. And that's probably one of the reasons that Kentucky got, got that regional over a Campbell team who probably earned it, but didn't have the facilities for it. So it's you're kind of eating out of one hand and then taking from another. But do you want to be the most financially best conference in the country? Or do you want to have your rivalries that you've had forever that kind of built you to where you could be at this point? So it's kind of popping your own hand. Yeah, I mean, because, it, see, here's here's my take on it. I feel like they're trying to make it more and more like the NFL, and that's what the, that's what eventually it's going to go to. You're going to have two conferences, and it, we're going to have like the old Southern Conference back, you know, 100 years ago, where you had like 25 teams in it. But then what's going to happen is is that you're yeah. going to have teams and other teams starting to bitch about money or something like that. That's going to split up again. Then you're going to have the ACC and the SEC all over again, and then you're right back to square one. Yep. So. Like for example, and you'll have Swanee quitting football all over again. Exactly. Well, Swanee's no, they're like Division Three now. <laughs> but uh, anyways, though, what I'm saying though is that uh, to me, the rivalries—that's what makes college football college football. That's what makes it great. Is Tennessee, Alabama, Clemson, South Carolina, uh, Georgia, Auburn, Georgia, Florida, the Iron Bowl, uh, Texas, Texas A and M. I agree with you on all of that, but the reality all is... Uh, that, Missouri, uh, Arkansas. No, yeah. let, here, let, let me fill y'all in on that one. 
neither fan base gives a shit about that game. That's not true. It's not true. No, I can absolutely not true. That uh, that's not true. That Definitely not true. true. Every Arkansas fan I've heard from, and I've heard from a lot of them. Well, they're, they don't they're going to say that because remember they are Mizzou's toilet. We showed you that on Sunday's show. Well, so of course they're not going to I'm acknowledge it. Arkansas you don't really you don't want to acknowledge it anyway. Well, anyways, Arkansas they want to mainly play like Texas, LSU, Texas A and M. That's like who they want to play. Well, they can't even beat Mizzou. Yeah, they can't beat Mizzou. Good point. Look, here's the thing: they though. usually get beat by them. I mean, more often than not. <laughs> If you look at college football ratings from around the country, the majority of it comes from the so-called flyover states. That's basically the, the, not the, the major metropolitan areas of the country. But the people that are making the decisions on a lot of this as far as the TV goes, they're the ones that are living in New York City and Chicago and places Los like Angeles, that. Los Angeles, Atlanta. Where they Miami. don't care as much about the college football games as the people that are here that do. Yeah, That's like, for example, you know, maybe a lot of people don't realize, but, you know, I'll use Nebraska as a prime example. Nebraska Good. has tons of fans, and they mm-hmm. care very deeply. Right. And if you're in, say, a place like New York City or Los Angeles, you're not going to understand it. Well, there you go. And yeah, people that are making decisions that don't, don't really have a horse in the game, to be honest. Right. I mean, like me, I like it would seem weird for Tennessee not to play Alabama every year because we've been playing them every year since 1928. And that's including through World War II. We played them through World War II. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. I want that rivalry to stay there. Alabama fans want to keep the Tennessee-Alabama rivalry. I mean, that would be like if they said, well, Clemson and South Carolina is never going to play again. That is, the, the powers that be in Clemson and South Carolina would not allow that to happen. Well, nope. but the TV well, people don't give a shit. So, sorry. And, I mean, and that's what's really bad. If they, could get, if they could get one more dollar out of, I don't know, South Carolina playing Benedict College, if they could get one more dollar out of that than them scheduling Clemson, they would go with the one more dollar. Because that's where they are right now. And here's my thing, too. All this conference realignment, again, I'm looking at it from just a historical standpoint. Also, it makes literally no sense. Like you're, There's a rumor right now that apparently Colorado's trying to go back to the Big 12, where they should have never left. Yep. Well, we'll they were more that. successful when they were in the Big 12. They belong there. So does Nebraska. Yeah. yeah. So does Missouri. And that's my thing, is that all this – see, this is where I think the college football playoff in general, this is where it's actually done more harm than good. You're about to have where you have only two conferences, and then it's going to be the hell with everybody else, and then it's going to revolve back around again. We're going to go back, and they'll probably get rid of it because what's going to happen is now you're going to have – you know, because like, you know, last however many years – You've had one or two teams every year bitching and complaining about how, oh, well, we should have got in over them. You know, we we had the better record. They didn't do this. You've had it every year. Like you had Alabama fans last year. You had uh, – who who uh, who's some more? Right. Like, and, 
Like, like I Ohio did. State got put in over somebody that should have been in. It was like 2017. Right. Ohio whatever. State's gotten the shaft before, too. Yeah, yeah, but I'm but... chaff one year if I remember correctly. Uh, I appreciate you, TriStar. I want to move on because I got some more folks that yeah. uh, we want to get involved. All right, but uh, yeah. stay safe right. out there on the road, sir. Uh, of course, and always fuck the tater man. See you later, buddy. All right, we have an actual Vanderbilt fan, Jackpot. It's not a joke. He wrote Vandy fan. He's wearing a Vanderbilt hat. I thought this was like, I thought this was not something that would happen. Hello, Vandy fan. How are you? All sir? right. What you what you guys doing up there? You keep you keeping it cool over there in South Carolina? Well, we're not yeah, as cold as Chastar. He's out there hauling ice cream, but anyway. So I I have a different take than most people do on this nine game schedule stuff. Sure. Listening to NFL players talk about how grueling their season is, you're asking 17, 18, 19, 20 year old people to play in the NFL schedule. Their bodies aren't ready for that. Greg Sankey has said, if you chase dollars just to be chasing dollars, you make mistakes. He wants an eight-game schedule. I think it should stay at eight-game schedule because you're already beating the crap out of each other anyway in the SEC. So I, I think it should stay at eight. I, I get where you're coming from with that, but – I'm in the camp of if we're going to do that, then we should have 11 games instead of 12. We did it with 11 games before. Um, you can crown a college football champion with an 11-game schedule. But I'm also in the camp of why have these conference championship games if you're thinking about that too because in reality, you're – I mean, it's just a cash cow. It's like what he was talking about before. Hey, we're going to go make some money with this. Why not let the conferences, let the teams play it out, play an 11-game schedule. The conference can determine who their champion is, and then you send them to the playoffs. That would make the most sense if we truly cared about the student-athlete and their bodies getting beat to shit. I, I actually would agree with that. I think that would be a workable uh, product. It that, might work. You know. but, I, but here's the other problem, too, though. Athletic directors are dumb fucks, and they want to schedule – uh, games that make no sense, meaning, hey, let's bring South Carolina State to Wisconsin for a matchup in early September so we can get a 58-7 to win and pay them $800,000 uh, to come up here to get their teeth kicked in. We got we to figure out something with that. But Yeah, I, I agree. I think if you're going to play out-of-conference games, you should play in-state opponents, whether it's FCS schools or whatever. Play your in-state opponents and give them a vote. Well, and I'm on the I'm on the the idea of giving uh, folks like South Carolina an olive branch. Like South Carolina does not need to schedule the Citadel. They've lost two out of the last three to them. They don't need that on them. So let let South Carolina play Furman and and Wofford and and teams like that. I think that would be better. What do you think, Jackpot? Well, yeah, we're stepped out of the box this year. We're playing uh, Furman this year. So there's that. See, and even over here in Tennessee, you got you got Memphis, you got MTSU. If you have to go the FCS route, you got ETSU and UT Chat. I mean, that's four different teams right there that you could come up with games for Bandy in Tennessee. You want to see? Yeah, you want to see some trailer parks burn. Uh, let Alabama Birmingham play Alabama 
And, you know, Alabama tried to kill that program behind the scenes. If they, if they got enough guys in there where they could beat Alabama, I'm not saying that they would, but if they did, we would have the largest trailer park fires in the world. They would burn that shit to the ground in Alabama. It would happen. You'd have to put Alabama fans on suicide watch, for real. Oh, it would be it would be insane. I mean, it really, really would be. So, so there's that. I, I appreciate your take on that. By the way, Big Bonnie Ross says Kentucky's relocating to the MAC. Well, you play a third of your schedule. Already, right? so, so, and, and I, was, already. I, I wanted to address that with you real quick. You were talking about Campbell and Kentucky and the hosting situation. Campbell sure. actually had a better plan in place to host than Kentucky. They were right. moving it to the minor league park. They had hotels locked up. We're yeah, they were calling seating. it the, Fayette, the Fayetteville Regional. Yeah. So I, I absolutely agree that Campbell should have hosted that instead of Kentucky. Rob, well, you know what the, the Fayetteville minor league baseball teams uh, is called? No, please educate the, me. The Woodpeckers. <laughs> they call it the Pecker Regional. Why not? Yep. <laughs> Uh, anyway, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Love appreciate watching you guys. Man. Take care, buddy, as always. Yeah. Um, let's see here. You, Papa B says Southern Miss is the ones that got screwed. Fair enough. I it, it frustrates me on the baseball front because there's only really three conferences that really put money into baseball, and it's kind of the big. 12, the SEC, and the ACC. <clears throat> the ones that really, truly fun baseball at a level where you can be completely competitive. I, I, well, you, got a team, you got a school in the ACC that doesn't even play baseball. But I, and I'm with you on that, but I'm just saying yeah. it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Southern sport. It really, really is. You know, and a lot of it's got to do with the weather. I mean. How's that? How do you think it's a Southern sport? Baseball, who's the most famous Major League Baseball team over time? The Atlanta Braves. No. No. It's the Yankees. I will not acknowledge your Yankee bullshit. <laughs> well, it is what it is. That's as far from being Southern but, as you can get. The Red Sox he, is as far from being the Detroit Tigers. But when you have games in February and the, the ground was frozen, Notre Dame last season didn't play a home game until May 1st because of frozen ground. That's that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I feel you on that. So whereas Major League Baseball, they don't start until April the 1st, and a lot of times the Major League schedule is set up where maybe your first series will be somewhere else. Like it's – it's generally the Yankees and the twins. The twins have an indoor stadium now, but uh, I'm trying to think of all the, the teams that play outdoors. They try to schedule it where that first series or two is on the road. And then you come home and hope the weather's a little bit better. Big Barney so, Ross says, Mr. October. You ever heard that uh, Reggie Jackson, like in person that he's a, he was a real bastard. From what I understand. Uh, someone saw him at spring training or something a couple of years after he retired and tried to get him to sign their baseballs. And he like made a, a bitch about it. And he like signed one of them Popeye 
and signed the other one, Johnny Carson. And then I threw it back to him like, well, you know, thanks. I mean, fucking just ruined the baseballs. Yeah. Papa B says, remember when Notre Dame rolled into Knoxville and shut their head baseball coach up last year? I remember that. Mm-hmm. Interesting, yeah. <clears throat> so there's that. All right, hey, Jackpot, do you want to pick the uh, – look at the regionals real quick here? We can do that before we get out of here this evening. Well, I was uh, kind of uh, – want to talk about this, uh, you know, the college football magazines started hitting the shelves. And ah. I asked someone – on Twitter, got a picture on Twitter um, from April, uh, who lives in the Chattanooga, Tennessee area, sent a picture over of one that had a Brock, or not Brock, Carson Beck on the cover of the Athlon Sports that they sell here in the state here that I got at Food Lion, um, has Cade Club Pick, uh, Jordan Travis, and Drake May on the cover. So apparently we got the ACC edition up here, which is a load of shit. But it did. The price on this thing this year now, $12.99. I was buying Phil Steele's book four or five years ago for $12.99. This is probably like the third best one that they come out with. I just bought it because I'm excited and I want to read it. But that I, I swear to you, last year it was like $9.99. That shit's not one up that much. But, um, you know, some of the stuff in here, and it, some makes some sense, and, you know, it's it's the usual stuff. You got all the stories at the beginning of it that nobody really reads, and then you got your your national rankings, and you got your, your conference breakdowns, and this one has a, a predicted order of finish. And I'm sorry. I'm a big Phil Steele guy. Um, I, you know, love his publication. It doesn't come out till normally a lot right after July the 4th. Um, but the SEC, you know, SEC preview, and they got them here lined up, and they've got the Gamecocks in the SEC East, which is the last year of that, um, at finishing fourth, uh, seven and five with a four and four conference record. Got Kentucky finishing third, but they got them eight and four with a four and four conference record. So, but essentially, that's a third-place tie because you got the same conference record there. You know, South Carolina, I guess, probably there, 7-5, and 4-4, four and four, getting the one non-conference got, loss. That probably no, – uh, No, no, you're more. missing it. They've got Kentucky winning the head-to-head, which is why they put them in third. No, where, where do you see that? Well, if they're 4-4, four and four, uh, that has to be the tiebreaker to put them over is the head-to-head. Well, that's that's ridiculous. If South Carolina's winning four SEC games, one of them is get come on. Let's just be real. But anyway, South Carolina, I guess they got them losing the one non-conference game that probably most likely to North Carolina ought to open up the season, or maybe Jacksonville State. I don't know. Um, but I mean, some of the making sense over in the. I was noticing. I like to pick holes and shit when I can, just because I don't. I guess just because I'm an asshole. But <laughs> no, seriously, I'm not, but I am. But okay, uh, we've got over in the Big Ten, uh, they have Illinois, right? I just, this one just jumped out at me. Finishing six and six, four and five in conference play. So that would put them with two, or well, no, that would put them with um, two non conference wins. Never mind. That's right. 
So they, they played nine conference games, and they, their non-conference schedule is Akron, um, Florida Atlantic, and at Kansas. So I guess they think that Illinois is going to drop the game at Kansas. Sounds legitimate. They have Clemson uh, as the runners-up to Florida State in the ACC, and I'll go on ahead and say it, just like I've said it, all offseason, show me. Okay, uh, and I think that they, these are the magazines and, and everybody else out there that with Florida State, they need to adopt the – you need to show me first. Uh, they haven't proven that they can do that. Has Mike Norvell proven that he's a conference championship winning coach? I'm not sure that he has. Uh, I'm not sure he has. Well, I mean, he had a little bit of marginal success at Memphis before he came to Florida State, but I mean – yeah, they've done well in the transfer portal, but that's transfer portal. Are you sure you're going to get all these guys to play together as a cohesive unit? And let's not forget, they lost 34-28 last year at home to Clemson. They were losing 34-14 going into the fourth quarter. They were getting blown out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and I mean, what have they done to significantly upgrade that? They couldn't stop. They couldn't stop Shitley, no matter what they threw at him. So I'm just not sure that. I, that, that and this year they're going to go into Clemson in a hostile environment in a game that means a lot to Dabo, and they're going to win. Uh, I don't know about that. Well, we'll have to see how that works out because, um, and it, it, it's we can run our mouths about. This, that, and everything else, but in the end, they gotta they have to go into Clemson and win. And um and Florida State's been just shitty for a long time. For some reason, I, I've been in this, I'm in some Facebook group where we've got Florida fans that are running their mouths thinking that they're gonna be the quote surprise team in the east. Who I mean Florida. Now, I'm not joking. I'm just saying, I, I see this stuff all the time, and I and for some reason I've gotten into the algorithm where I see nothing but Florida fans talking about how they're going to be a team that can uh, possibly make noise in the East. I I got nothing for you on that. Let's go out. Uh, let's welcome in. Oh, look, it's Uncle Lou. Hi, Uncle Lou. Surprise! Surprise! Surprise, team! And I'd be surprised if they make a bowl game. How about that? (laughs) Jackpot! Y'all can't lose to them this year, man. That was uh, that was bad last year. It was just flat, and that performance. Yeah, that was weird. I, I, I don't, I don't have an explanation for that. I really don't know what the hell they were doing out there. Where's that game at this this time? It's in Columbia. Yeah, y'all got to – yeah, that was bad last year. But, uh, yeah, Florida's going to be uh, – Florida's going to be terrible. Hey, did they ever get that 13-year-old they were trying to get to come in for this year? Um, I, I think he was finishing up his exams, uh, seventh grade stuff, maybe seventh yeah. grade graduation and whatnot. But, yeah, I think they're still going to go back for a try for another round on him. Yeah, you know the Florida fans are down real bad right now. <laughs> Kirby should offer him a gray shirt just to see if he'll take it. Gray shirt. <laughs> that kid, that kid, gray shirt. That kid's still wearing Pokemon shirts. 
Well, we we can we can we can put the Pokemon on it or whatever. Just yeah. Do you not hear that, Rob? That that they're trying to get a 2025 <laughs> recruit to reclassify to class of 2023. He's in tenth grade. It's ridiculous. They're trying to get him to enroll in June. <laughs> Their excuse is, well, he's really smart. He already graduated. What so he's a fucking tenth grader, dummy. What? What are you gonna put him out there against the SEC? What's wrong? With, I'm. You know what? I, I, I'm really starting to think that there's a possibility that Billy Napier doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> you think? And, and here's the thing. Here's the thing with that, and and and, and whatnot. And and I used to always had this problem with Texas A&M as well. You know, when Jimbo Fisher was winning eight games a year, and the rest of the college football world was pointing and laughing. But me as a Gamecock fan, I couldn't point and laugh at him because we'd never beaten him. So it's kind of the same thing with Sunbelt Billy. You know, I, everybody's pointing and laughing at Sunbelt Billy, but I have to kind of be like, <laughs> yeah, kind of cautious, yeah, nod and agree, cautiously pointing and laughing because we haven't beaten him. He's yeah. Ass. Same way with uh, with Eli Drinkowitz, who is two and zero against South Carolina with Mizzou, He's and then he also, yeah, we kicked your ass when he was with App State too, and then clowned you on the radio and said they spent fifteen times what I had in my budget at App State, and we kicked their ass. You guys owe that motherfucker a beating too. Damn. Hey, jackpot! I know it's uh, not even June, but where uh, where do you uh, think Carolina will finish in recruiting this go round? Because what, what did it? It's gone. It's gone like uh, Beamer's finished way higher every year he's been there than the year before, right? So where, where is it going to yeah. be this year? You think like top fifteen? Can y'all do that? I think he's going to be. Uh, I mean, if he. He's got some more out there that, um, you know, I, I've, I've heard some rumblings of some more players. So, I mean, if he can if he can pull some of that off, I'm thinking like top 12-ish. Yeah. Yeah, that would be uh, – I told people uh, – I wasn't sure how it would work when you hired him. In the, I know that. Yeah, I wasn't sure I would do as a head coach, but uh, I remembered uh, when he was uh, at Carolina before. I know Spurrier was there too, but Spurrier didn't do a lot of recruiting, especially in the end. But uh, Beamer brought in all those guys y'all had when y'all won like eleven games three years in a row. Yeah, well, if if you listen to the Tater Man, uh, they'll say that we got all that in-state <laughs> talent because they were down during that time. Tater. I try not to listen to the Tater Man. Well, one out. There's only one Tater Man I listen to. That's it. I give him the benefit of the doubt. So, uh, me and that Tater Man are going to see Dave Matthews on Saturday. Where's that at? Charleston. Oh, okay. Yeah, me and Peter having to spend the night party afterwards. Are Is it going to be one of those Jim Harbaugh night um, parties? I hope so. I bet you Fingers do. crossed. You know how I am with my recruiting visits. So, <laughs> I know how. You are. Uh, gentlemen, it was good to talk to you. I hadn't talked to y'all in a while. Uh, I hope y'all. Uh, hope y'all are doing well, and I'll talk to you again soon. All right, Lou. Have a good morning. All right. See you later. Um. <laughs> anyway, that's that's pretty funny. There there are holes in all those guides too. There, man. You're right about that. Uh, there are, I mean, and, and some of them, I just, I just think a lot of this is really, honestly, I th and it is just, it's just thrown out there. 
that they just throw a lot of like this one. I mean, you can just tell. I mean, I don't think that a lot of research is put into it. I can tell when I read the Phil Steele book that the dude puts the work in. I mean, he puts the research into it. I mean, you can tell. I mean, it is, it is uh, outstanding. Mm. Well, Frothy Tavern says Missouri sucks ass. Why the hell can't Carolina beat them ever? Um, I don't know. We beat them two years in a row. They've beaten us four years in a row. We beat them two years in a row before that. Yeah. Well, I'll, but, I'll, I've got excuses. Uh, Twenty nineteen, um, that was you know the that was terrible. Uh, you had Ryan Holinsky playing quarterback. He got hurt against Alabama the week before that. He tried to throw a touchdown pass to himself. Things just went downhill from there. Twenty twenty, that was the game. Uh, it was the first game that we had the idiot Mike Bobo for interim head coach uh, after Muschamp had gotten fired. I mean, I didn't like Muschamp as a head coach. I sure didn't like Mike Bobo as one either. So, you know, that, we kind of got past there. And then 2021, um, I, I don't know. I, I think we were favored in that game on the road. Not really sure what happened there. Um, Jason Brown didn't play well. And 2022, I don't know, not really sure what, what happened there. I, I think there may have been some sand dumped on the field and, um, you know, the offense and defense – I think they had been fighting each other a little bit that day, and 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 uh, you know somebody wanted to pray, and 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 everybody didn't want to do it, and then also uh, Spencer Rattler. I don't know what the hell he was doing that day either. Something asshole. I, mean, I don't. I don't even know where to go with all that. Uh, let's that was, go. They let they let the junior college <laughs> running back run the ball down their throats this year. It's awful. Big Barney Ross joins the program. What's up, Big Barney Ross? Hey, it's Big Barney Ross. I just wanted to add something that Phil Steele failed to put in his magazine. If you're in the SEC East, if you beat Kentucky, you're probably going to finish in the upper half of the East. And I had South Carolina finish in second this year, but I don't know their offensive coordinator and recruiting. I don't know. But if you fail to beat Kentucky, kind of like what Florida's done over the years, you're going to finish in the bottom part of the SEC. So I think Kentucky's kind of the measuring stick. We're about middle of the pack. So that's 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 where I'm at on that. So I'll get off here and listen to what y'all have to say about that. Well, he sounded out of breath that's, there. That's, yeah. He didn't run 40-yard sprints or – Well, I mean, I hear he's he training. dojo maybe. I don't know. Oh, he, he's training because he heard that – Stu Hart's dungeon <laughs> – if he can get his 40 time under six seconds, he could probably start at running back for the Gamecocks this year. So he's working hard on it. Fuck off. <laughs> Y'all are going to be shitty at running back. You know it as well as I do. I know. I don't necessarily know that. Okay. Well, okay. <clears throat> All right. We'll see on that. Um, oh, did you want to pick the regional really quick? You got South Carolina, and then we finally found out who you guys have got. So that's kind of cool. Did you, do you think you it's going to be smooth sailing in the regional for you? I, I don't think it'll be smooth sailing. They they have Campbell, right? Yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at it right now. Hold on. <laughs> what the hell? Campbell, North Carolina State, and Central Connecticut, I think. 
Yeah, so Central Connecticut State and Campbell and NC State. So well, uh, uh, Campbell's going to be pissed off because they didn't get the host. Uh, they probably deserved the host. So you know that right there, I, I see them coming out of that and going to Super Regional. Even <laughs> though I don't know a damn thing about them and their baseball team, I damn sure know no Campbell can't hit no baseball, but. Clemson's regional has uh, Tennessee, Tennessee, uh, Lipscomb. Hmm. Let's see here. Hold on. They're from the state of Tennessee too, I believe. Lipscomb, by the way, has their their uh, the teams in that and Lipscomb has played like their out of conference schedule was was pretty impressive to be honest with. You. They played like. Mississippi State. They played a slew of SEC teams. They played Notre Dame. They played. Um, Damn. I mean, they. Like I. I mean, it's. Lipscomb's going to be moving up Power Five before long. Well, I'm hold on. I'm pulling up their schedule because it's interesting in that. There. What I mean by this is that there. When you look at their schedule. They played a three-game set with Notre Dame. They took two of three from Notre Dame. Um, they played a three-game set with Auburn. They played Georgia Tech. Three-game set with Mississippi State. They played Tennessee. They played Vanderbilt. Damn. Um, Louisville. I mean, that's they played a slew of, of uh, big-time opponents. They beat Arkansas on May the 2nd in 11 innings. Wow. So so they're so their overall their record may not be that great. Right. But it's their strength of schedule, I guess. Well, what I, what I'm saying is that they're 36 and 24 overall in conference play. They went 23 and 7. So they were the best the best in their conference by far. But when you really stop and look at it though, they're not going to be intimidated going in there to play Clemson and being like, oh, well, this is some big-time school because they've already played a bunch of big-time schools and they truly don't give a shit. I can so, I can tell you one thing. I can tell you one thing that people are not saying about Lipscomb. Mm -hmm. What's that? Who have they paid? Jesus. Tennessee plays Charlotte. Charlotte, by the way has wins this season. I think that they got Clemson once. They got South Carolina twice. They're not going to be intimidated either. So when you really – look at it, I believe so. I have to well, look. Clemson lost to Winthrop. No, Clemson, Clemson had a, a shitty – hold on. Let's, let's, let's hash this out right now because I think it was at the beginning of the season. It may have been USC Upstate. I can't remember. Hold on. I think he did lose to Upstate. Yeah, but this is before they kind of rallied the season. Went down to ups. <clears throat> yeah, we lost to the USC Upstate. Let's see here. At the start of the season, they let's see here. Yeah, that though that Clemson beat Charlotte nine to five, lost, got swept by UCF, lost to USC that's Upstate. Right. Oh, that's right. I remember that when the when they ran down the damn hill. <laughs> right. And then well, if they did that now, they really would have something to be excited over, wouldn't they? Back then, back in March, it wasn't really nothing to get excited over. But anyway, Charlotte's Charlotte's a team that they beat Dallas Baptist to win their conference. 
um, they're not going to be an easy out either. So it's gonna, I think that's going to be a tough regional up there. I really, really do. Yeah, probably. Says, will Clemson fans show up for the regional? Tickets are sold out, sir. So, yeah. Yeah, they're going to go. I'll go hang out at the Gajan Cafe. Um, by the way, uh, not to not to shit on the Clemson folks too much, but oh, go ahead and shit on them. They deserve it. Don't be pissed off if Clemson doesn't win this regional because you're playing above your head right now anyway. Just saying. When you go back yeah, and you is, I, at, I see this one going the way that so many of them against Vanderbilt have gone and such things as that. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. I'm just saying that you're going to have a coming a coming around point eventually, and Clemson may end up dropping dropping a game they're not supposed to drop and then get themselves in trouble. Is Jackpot going to be pulling for uh... – He's pulling for Charlotte. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, other than that, the obvious choice is, is Jackpot going to be GBO this weekend? Of course you are. Who's playing Clemson? That's Jackpot's favorite team. Without question. All right. Well, Jackpot, you have anything else you want to go over, man, before we get out of here? Uh, not that I can think of, but Devin Hayes said, GBO. I don't know what the, what, how I'm supposed to cheer that. GBO! Or is it, go balls, by God! Or what am I supposed to say as a ball fan just for the weekend? Y'all let me know we've in the got, comments section. We've got fluoride. Yay. <laughs> Indoor plumbing is coming. Yay. What, what do you want? Yeah, go big orange. Oh, Jesus. All right. Appreciate you guys. We'll see you later on. Mustard army. 